0: If there's no other. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated. Once again, let's recognize the presence of our mother in the house, Lady Reverend Adelaide Dark Rodnels. Hallelujah. Amen. And let's also appreciate Apostle Joel for teaching us powerfully. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence once again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. So we want to have a little session and then we'll be done for the day. But are we blessed? Are we blessed? Wow. A shepherd must listen to the books. Eh? Yes. You must. And if you cannot, I think you cannot buy one for yourself. You and your friends can buy one and listen. Then you gather some money. So with time you can all get a copy. This is a good idea. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, how many of you want to become a shepherd? Are you sure? How many of you? This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I want that to be The way Hallelujah Now we have learned who a shepherd is huh? A shepherd is not a football striker who is trying to score more goals and impress so that you get you will be bought by another team a shepherd is not a bank manager who is trying to make more money for his bank. Are you getting that? A shepherd is one of the sheep who has decided that he wants to care for the other sheep. To love them. himself is a sheep. Oh, never forget. A shepherd is a sheep. Do you get it? Yeah. So, it's not like, I mean, when he was coming from heaven, he had a tag. A shepherd. Do, do you get it? But he's decided that you rise up, and in spite of all his own problems, mistakes, weaknesses, look at it. Make time to care for other sheep. Love them, teach them, guide them, mm? visit them. Apostle Joe was telling us to strengthen them. I think the bind them was very nice. Or that sometimes when you bind, let, let it go quickly. Before you get too bound together, that is. Before, before you get by yourself that now there's a problem. You see, some of them, brother shepherds, when you, you hug, see, the, the sister is not happy, so you hug her. It's very good. But let her go after some time. Even when she's pulling us, oh, let me argue more. But in spite of all that, he's trying to care, to love, to visit, to strengthen. That is what you have been called to do. Amen. And this year, You are going to become a good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I mean, if that is what Jesus said he was, I don't understand why I don't want to become a shepherd. Amen? When God became a man, in the beginning was the way, and the way was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of man. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And that word God, when he came he could have been anything. He could have been an MPP Ah, uh, MP for Bowie to sort out my roads. Or NDC MP, Osudoku or somewhere. But he said, I want to care for sheep. I want to care for sheep. Listen to me. By God bringing you here, God is giving you the privilege to become one of the greatest people on earth because you are going to do what Jesus did, a shepherd. Are you clapping hands for the... Should someone like you and like me become a shepherd? And we realize that it will help us to fulfill the great commission. There's a great need for shepherds. Where there are no shepherds, the people are scattered. People are hungry and shepherds are able to bring the truth to them. There's a great need. Every pastor here, true pastor, will realize that you need shepherds. Yeah. And that is why you must also become a shepherd. But how do we become shepherds? Because for every profession, there are conditions and qualifications. Yes. Do you get it? And we realize, number one, that we have to have a desire. May the Lord plant firmly in our hearts a strong desire. To become shepherds. Amen. Anything that is eating our heart. Taking the place. Of that desire. In our hearts. May the Lord deliver us from it. In the name of Jesus. Do you remember the story of Margaret? Yes. May anybody. That has entered. Anything, your heart, just like somebody entered the heart of Margaret, may the Holy Spirit remove it right now. In the name of Jesus. And then, you need to have a divine call. A willing commitment to fulfill that call. And so on and so forth. Now, why then Is God looking for shepherds. God is looking for shepherds because the work of the ministry, which is the work of looking after God's people, is a, a big burden. And one person cannot do it. So God is calling you and God is calling me so that we can share in the burden of looking after sheep. So I want us to start... Looking at sharing the burden. And this is one of my favorite, you know, subjects because it is also one of the first that the Prophet taught us sharing the burden. Achimota Girls Guide, 1992. Or 1993. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sharing the burden. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 11, 16 and 17. I'm introducing the subject today, and God willing would go into it a lot more tomorrow. If the Lord tarries. You just came. That's why you are saying that. You came 30 days ago. But we have, been well, we have been here. And the Lord said unto Moses. Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them and bring them into the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them and they shall bear take note and they shall bear The burden of the people with thee that thou bear it not thyself alone. Amen. One of the most difficult tasks in life is to lead people. The Bible teaches us that Moses delivered the Israelites from bondage. Yet, he had a difficult time handling them. The job that Moses did is the job that all pastors have to do. God graciously gave Moses spectacular and sensational miracles. These signs and wonders helped to establish his authority over God's flock. In spite of this, The burden of leading the people was very heavy on Moses. The Bible calls it a burden, and that is what it is. People have problems. Hey, How many of you know that people have problems? If you have a pastor's heart and love people, you cannot dissociate yourself from their problems. Their problems will become your problems, and their burdens will affect you. When God wants to use you to minister to a large number of people, he will expect you to share the burden of his divine call upon your life. Failure to share this burden will simply mean that you may collapse or come to a standstill in ministry. There are many standstill churches around. They grow to a point, but can grow no further. The reason being they fail to share the burden of ministry. A balanced church is one, that has people of all sorts within it, young, the old, educated and uneducated, rich and poor, and male and female. Every pastor will fall into one of these categories. It must be your goal to incorporate all sessions of the church to help in the development and growth of the ministry. In other words, all sorts must be drafted in to share the burden. By the way, those of you responded to the Bible school um, altar call. All right, right after the session, you know, Bishop uh, Asu is meeting you again here, please. And if you want to come to a Bible school, nine months, eighteen months, twenty-seven months, thirty-six months. All right, uh, please join them upstage to be trained to become a pastor hallelujah. You will find that you will find that category of people who you have written of as far as ministry is concerned will be able to contribute greatly to the ministry. I noticed that most churches exclude the educated and rich from involvement in ministry. Usually, the rich are only expected to contribute money to the church. Similarly, The educated are just expected to improve the cosmetic image of the church. However, I have found both of these groups of people to be very productive and useful spiritually. I have many medical doctors, specialists, lecturers, architects, and engineers who are all serving as shepherds. These shepherds are sharing the burden of ministry alongside me. The burden of the ministry cannot be borne by one person. It is simply impossible. From today, if you want to have a greater ministry than what you currently have, learn to share the burden. Hallelujah. So, you see, the work of the ministry, and what is the work of the ministry? The work of the ministry is soul winning. The work of the ministry is prayer. The work of the ministry is listening to the problems of a lot of people. All kinds of problems. The work of the ministry is people that need to be visited. Recently, I had an agent call. One of my sheep was having a problem. She had had that problem. It was a bad situation and a good moment had come and the problem was coming again. And she said, I am at such and such a hospital. I'll be moved from here and here and here and here. And the doctors are ready to do something and when they do it, That same bad situation is going to happen again. So I prayed for fair. But a week before that time, we had had a mantle service in church. Prayed over handkerchiefs and all that and giving them out to people. I set out about one hour later after her call to go and do some visitations. And right at that your junction where you make the U-turn, the old barrier, as I was heading there, Ida's song, Oh my shepherd, came to me when I needed you. Where were you? Don't be angry. I didn't come to church, you know. When I heard that in my spirit, I said the Lord was telling me, it's good you are going to visit all these people. But this one that called you, the circumstance around that call, you cannot abandon her. I made a U-10. Some pastors were waiting for me for us to go for visit. I told them, I have to go and do something else. And I headed in her direction. You see the burden of what she was going the Holy Spirit brought it right to me. Yeah. And that visit brought a good ending. It brought a good ending. Sin cannot carry the burden of the ministry. Yeah. But you see, that is the mistake that many pastors make. They make themselves superman and superwomen. Look at it. They're trying to do everything. Because you want to feel great. But that is not how God, in his wisdom, made the ministry. God made the ministry and arranged in such a way that he will call somebody and gather people around the person to help. Because the work of God is a lot. So, I am happy to announce to all of us that the days that our Moabite things prevented us from being involved are over. When we leave this seminar, we are going to share the burden of our pastors. We are going to share the burden of our pastors. Yes. Look at Exodus chapter 18. When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt, then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back So, at least, we can remind ourselves of the name of Moses' wife. In the morning, we we reminded ourselves of the names of the apostles. Moses' wife was Zipporah. Don't joke with it. I told you there's a certain country. When you get there, they can call you aside and ask you questions. And had two sons, of which the name of one was Gershom. But well, he said, I have been an alien in a strange land. And the name of the other was Eliezer. But the God of my father, he was my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. May God help you this year. Amen. And deliver you from every sword of Pharaoh Amen. in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Yes. Continue. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his son and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness, where he encamped at the mount of God. And he said unto Moses, I, thy father-in-law, Jethro, am come unto thee, and thy wife, and the two sons of her. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and did obeisance and kissed him and they asked each other of their welfare and they came into the tent and Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and unto the Egyptians for Israel's sake God is going to do certain things because of you this year amen because of you some jobs will be created because of you the conditions will be changed Because of you, certain obstacles will be removed. Because of you, so that things will be better for you in 2020. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen? And all the travail that has come upon them by the way and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoice for all the goodness what the Lord had done to Israel, whom He had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Jethro said, "Blessed be the Lord who had delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who had delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians." Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, for in the thing wherein they dealt proudly, He was above them. And Jethro, Moses' father in law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came and all the elders of Israel to eat bread of Moses' father in law before God. Verse 13. Now watch. Now watch from here. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood by Moses from the beginning unto evening and when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people he said what is this thing that thou doest to the people why sitest thou thyself alone and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening and Moses said unto his father-in-law because I am the called man of God I'm the called man of God. I'm the one that God has called me. Hmm. All these people, they can't help these ones. I am the m- man of God. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me and I judge between one and another. And I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Verse 17. And Moses' father in law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. And he explained to him why it was not good. Next verse. Thou will surely wear away, but thou and these people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it itself alone. I you seeing that? So, Reverend Dr. Moses was doing everything. Bible's Colossus tell us that somewhere in the region of about 2 million Israelites exited from Egypt. And he will sit in the morning till evening sorting out problems. And how many of you know that sheep have problems? This one will come they will be having diarrhea. This one's Husband is looking at another lady. This one's wife, whenever she cooks, the salt is too much. This one's children, I mean, can you imagine the gamut of problems? And Moses was sitting down there, alone. This is what happens in many churches. The pastor is in charge of the praise and worship. <laughs> then the choir, he leads the choir to sing. The choir has us to wait before for him to come. He wants to sort out the ashes, train them. Then after that, the shepherd's service. Do you see? You see him with about eighteen handkerchiefs moving around, <laughs> looking very—I mean—sweating. Tied. Soaked up. Worn out. But that is not how God wants it to be. He said, The thing that thou doest is not good. Pastor, what you are doing is not good. It's not good. How many of you realize that what the pastor is doing is not good? Yeah. But do you know why the pastor is doing that? Because you and I have refused to join him in doing that work. Yes! Yes! Hmm? Because you and I have refused to join him to share the shepherdorial burden that is why every pastor must deploy one of the principles of church growth which is the principle of the multiplied senior pastor That the pastor must multiply himself. You get it? By training others, bringing up others. So that what he does, they can also do. If he visits, they visit. If he teaches, they teach. If he prays for people, they also do that. And in that way, a lot of work is done. the days of reverend dr moses alone handling the burden of the ministry those days are gone because we here have decided that after this seminar when we go we are not going to allow our pastors alone to be running around but we are going to hold hands with them and share in the burden That's why we have decided to become shepherds. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted. To be. Way I wanted to what do you want to be? Yeah, I I want to I want Amen. Now what we want to do to be shepherds, to help our pastors. Yes. And that is what we were trained. When we were growing up, yeah. The little accrack that I know because I'm a village boy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the pastor I her, it's true. I came to know. I'm a country boy. I came to know true visitation. Visitation Visitation for visitation Visitation for visitation And I cry here Wow Mom will be. I remember there was a particular person At a, at a certain point you have to park your car <laughs> And walk But you have to be very careful the ground was slimy. I'm telling you. That's my new town. I don't know why for some reason some of the buildings were so short. I hit my, hair, my forehead against them many times. Satan, by the time I finish, please sit down. By the time I finished, my shirt will be smelling. Hey. Hmm? Yeah. But that's what we're trained to do. And that's what we did. All the senior pastors, the bishops what we have done. You get it? And that's how this church was built. That's why we should not abandon this, our wisdom. This is our wisdom. We work with our pastors. Our pastors preach, we preach. You preach, I preach. You visit, I visit. You call, I call. You guide, I guide. You pray, I pray. You gather, I gather. And this is our wisdom. And wisdom is the principal thing. This is what has brought us thus far. And we must not go away from it. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Now therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish out from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Bepa. For all the men that followed Bepa, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye but ye that did cleave unto the Lord, your God are alive every one of you this day behold I have taught you statutes and judgments even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it so you see over the years the prophet has taught us statutes and commandments teachings teachings how to start a church how to be a shepherd how to visit people how to keep the church. How to fight. Types of visits. How to fight for the church. Defend the church. How to grow the church. How to expand the church through branching. So many things. The status and the judgment. Even as the Lord my God commanded me. That you should do so in the land. whether you go to possess it. So as you are going there, do these statutes and commandments. So the things that we have had done about the work of the ministry all these years, as we are moving on to take more lands, to expand, to grow, build more churches, go into more countries, we must keep on doing these same things. Why? Verse 5. Verse 5. Verse 6. Keep therefore and do them. Why? For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which I hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So, the wisdom of we not only remaining members, but graduating into shepherding that wisdom from day one that, has, that is what, what has brought us here. So, in your time, most of you here, and there are a lot of people here who have just joined the church. And you see, pastors, UD pastors, we must go back to these types of teachings and not take things for granted. For example, the doctrine on loyalty and disloyalty, many of the newer generation really have not heard it, understood it in a certain way. But this is our wisdom that has kept us together. Even though we are in many many countries but together as one big family. And we should not abandon them. And that is why the prophet has declared this year as the year of the shepherd and said we are going back to shepherding. Through shepherding, we would help our pastors to share the burden. Yeah. When the pastor sets out to visit, how many people can he visit? And you see, when we are really visiting, you can't even visit much. Because people have problems, and she or he has been waiting for you since the last three years, and by the grace of God today you have come. Her grandmother's debt, to her grandfather, to a big auntie, and something that happened in the family, and our school, and all that, and has to be downloaded on you fully. I get that. But as you are doing that, you also have another 10 people who are also taking different areas. By the end of the day, if you did five and they even did two, 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 a lot more people have been visited. The burden of visitation <laughs> will have been shared. So as we go home tonight, Let us meditate on this. Hallelujah. In fact, when you wake up to pray in the night or whatever, pray for a burden. Tomorrow God will now be sharing sharing with you how you can actually have this burden. Hallelujah. But I tell you, I tell you, in life, when you meet somebody who helps to solve your problem, you never forget about that person. Yeah. That is why God has connected so much blessings to people who were for him. Because he's trying to save 7 billion class people. And that is a big burden. May the Lord bless all of us. May the Lord help us to rise up. Transform us into good shepherds. Into great shepherds. Into cheap shepherds who will rise up to share the burden of the ministry with our pastors and our leaders lift up your hands and just thank God just thank God just thank God yes thank the Lord thank the Lord we thank you for this day Lord Thank you for the opportunity to become shepherds. To look after your sheep. To share in the burden law. Thank you. Go ahead and speak to the Lord. the opportunity to serve you to become shepherds pastors missionaries lift up your hands and speak to the lord
1: invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor, Katwa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289 The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 543 God bless you.